Um, I, I'm hosting this time around for some reason. So uh, Kevin's been asked to introduce uh, our brother, Sam, and do, uh, tell us a little bit about him. So Kevin, if you want to go ahead and um, let us know. All right, so um, I was asked to do the introduction and because either one, I was too lazy or two, I was too busy, I decided that I was going to have artificial intelligence write one for me. So um, I will go ahead and share that. If you want to just hang tight and bear with me and then we'll, in, in the spirit of AI, I was going to have Siri read it because artificial intelligence wrote it. Uh, intelligence wrote it so artificial intelligence might as well read it here we go you're not sharing your screen anymore i'm not you can't no. hear it no, I can no. See. this is this is really good <laughs> oh, man. put it back <laughs> maybe, maybe i should maybe i should Mom ask artificial intelligence to like be a, you? my person <laughs> okay Damn. guys this is supposed to be making fun of sam not me <laughs> okay well. we're good okay can you see it yeah yep. yes now kevin if you would please introduce uh sam to him again <laughs> wait the whole thing again <laughs> no just your intro ahead. here Oh my gosh. Okay, ready? Here we go. Welcome to the podcast where we explore the amazing life and experiences of Sam Shumway. Sam is an incredible individual who has lived an extraordinary life. Sam Shumway is a man who has touched many lives in his days. He had a passion for music, sports, and worked for ARP. He was also a lawyer, although he was a bit chubby when he was younger. He is survived by his beloved wife and five children, and due to being the firstborn son of his parents, Sam was entitled to their inheritance. Today we will explore his remarkable life and legacy, so stay tuned. There you go. There's <laughs> I Sam's, mean, really, what more can we say than, than there's Sam's that? introduction? I mean, yeah, if we want to call it now, Kevin, I think you that just, AI... you, just put, you just put Sam Shumway into the uh, chat GPT, right? The NVA, and that's what it came up with all on its own. That's, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. He knew he was chubby. They, they, awesome. It data mined his chubbiness. So <laughs> all right. that's. That well, is somewhere in the ether. Are you Sorry, going listen to, to, to youngest? Listen well, to all so our I previous figured, podcasts. I I go, uh, <laughs> who, who has seen Sam naked the most to, to he who has seen him naked the least? So, Mom, you should probably start. Okay. I was like, <laughs> that the, yeah, I don't know if I've seen him naked the most, uh, more than his wife, but anyway. Let's hope well, you've for seen like, him the most. <laughs> for like two years before he was like out of diapers you saw him naked on a daily I'm basis naked all the time yeah i, I yeah, saw well, you i'm the only one that, that knows he has an only fans account so <laughs> all right I'll for, him naked. let's get this show on the road let's okay <laughs> so memories of sam um i said that you know i talked about Kristen being born and then sam being born 13 months later and so i had and John, I think 16 months later. So I had these three babies. And I remember Sam being a real happy kid. He was just always exploring different things and always, I don't know, Sam just had a great, great imagination. And he was a fun kid to raise. He really was a fun kid to raise. Um, I think one of Sam's greatest talents is music. He is an incredible well, let me let me just go back. When I wrote the musical Annie of the West, I wrote the lyrics to 10 songs. And Sam, I went to Sam and I said, I need these orchestrated. And, you know, that's that's quite an endeavor, quite a thing to say. I just need you to orchestrate 10 songs. But he got in and did it. And, and Annie of the West was very successful. Mainly, it had a, a real weak storyline, but the songs were beautiful. And didn't and, Sam do the know, choreography that for that too, Mom? Some of it, yes, he did. He can take a song. He when he uh, composes or when he um, what is it called when you arrange oh, when he arranges? Yes, thank you, thank you, Kristen. When he arranges a song, it's beautiful, and I think that his latest arrangement is probably um, the thing that you guys are going to sing. The Star Spangled Banner. Yes. God, I sound like I'm brain dead. And I think I am tonight. The, his latest is the Star Spangled Banner that they're going to do for the for one of the university games this coming. Did you take your pills tomorrow. tonight, Mom? 
I do that. That's do you, do you want me to share? <laughs> I actually have the recording of that. I could share if you all want me to uh, share. Oh, that. I want to hear it for sure. One of the things that I love about Sam is he's really, really charismatic and funny. When you're around him, you're always laughing because he just comes up with goofy things to say. Well, all my boys do. But Sam has a way of just being really funny. I think Sam's a great dad. He's coached all of his kids in sports. He loves sports. Um, and, and I see him as just really a really good dad. One memory I have, um, we drove to Cheyenne to watch a softball game. And I don't even, I wasn't driving, but I remember we came into the park and we looked at, into, at the players in the park. And we saw this guy running and he hits the wall really hard. <laughs> That's <laughs> what an idiot. Which time? And I Which started time? laughing. It was funny. It was really funny. And it was his face so bloody. <laughs> oh, yeah. His glasses were broken. And he broke his glasses. <laughs> and then the ambulance came and carted him off. And mom was just laughing hysterically about that. <laughs> no, they didn't do that. But anyway. That Sam was, plays softball a... balls to the wall. It's the only way <laughs> yeah. to play for him. Softballs to the wall. And the last memory I have is that um, Sam came to me a year ago and he said, Mom, um, I need you to teach line dancing for AARP. And I said, I don't line dance. I have never, I don't line dance. He goes, well, get online and learn how to line dance. Because I, and, I, and I just kind of brushed him off and said, okay, yeah, whatever. And then he came back to me again. He said, so have you got some line dancing ready? I said, no, I don't have, I don't line dance. He says, okay, well, next Saturday, uh, I expect you to be ready with some line dances. And, and sure enough, because I would do anything for my kids, I learned to line dance and teach line dance. And so once a week, I drive in horrible weather sometimes. No, not usually. It's pretty, it's okay. But I go to Cheyenne and Sam has a studio, not a studio, it's his office, but they've got a place where I teach line dancing. And I think it's probably added at least a couple of years to my life. Because it keeps me in shape and it keeps my mind um, in better shape. Although tonight it doesn't sound like it's in good shape, but um, well, there, 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 there are hundreds of, hundreds of people that, that participate in that online, right, Mom? We yeah. had about 160 last week. Yeah. So, yeah, there are a lot of people that participate. It's really fun. And I get to go to lunch with Sam on AARP, which is awesome. And it's, it's been really to, fun. I don't think you're supposed to let people know about that part of it but yeah he's not authorized to do that for you mom <laughs> he's not, do, they keep track not of the in, do they keep track of the injuries like how many hips <laughs> are broken no but i do give a that? warning that they shouldn't twirl unless they can stand up straight and not fall I down seriously so. no, no twirling there's an advisory at the beginning of the line dancing yeah. thing if you twirl <laughs> that that isn't funny because i was teaching a line dance at the senior center and the gal went to tie her shoe and fell down. And we had to call an ambulance. Anyway, yeah, that's all the memories I have that's of Sam. Right. They're, they're good memories. I think he's a leader. I think he was a great, you know, I think he set the example when he went on his mission for you boys. And I think that was important. And he's been a great son. That's all I've got to say. I think there's an important memory that you haven't shared, Mom, about our trip to Mexico and on the way home when you um, threatened to, to kill Sam. Do you remember, or I guess you didn't threaten to kill him. You just threatened to no, shove I, a jalapeno somewhere. <laughs> Cassidy, I ran out of diapers and she, so I took your, somebody, one of your t-shirts wrapped around her and I, and they served us a complete meal, which was weird that they did that back then. And it had a red pepper in it, a hot pepper. And I said, Sam, you guys, whatever you do, don't open those. Just don't open them. So of course he immediately, immediately, Shut without my knowledge, opened it up that he spilled it all over the seat Cassidy sat out on it a seed went up her butt and she screamed for two and a half hours she, on the she's plane had a seed up her butt ever since <laughs> that was the beginning i still don't have a sensation in my butt it's, it's <laughs> no amount oh, of shaking her stopped her from make screaming. sure you edit that out Cassidy. <laughs> <laughs> i still have no anyway and and you, also, you also didn't Tell the memory of Sam when you had to stay up all night uh, doing journals so that he would graduate from high school. <laughs> well, you just supposed to be good memories. Memory, so I'll just, <laughs> no yes, one ever said these did. are all supposed and to be good memories. It's kind of, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of amazing that the person that Sam has turned out to be considering the person that he was in high school, but 
Well, that was well, a great well, person in high school. He just had a lot going on, and he, he his was work lazy, ethic probably. was a yeah. bit questionable. Right. It, it was <laughs> he had a tough true. time getting him into law school, and then he graduated top of the class and gave the speech right. at his graduation. And yeah, I feel, like, okay I feel like Kim did most of his homework, though, right? She definitely yes. did most of his homework. Yes. In law school, that's why I got I good grades. Do not know that. I to this day, Sam sure. relies on Kim pretty heavily for most things. Yeah, uh, work wise, he made her write several law <laughs> review articles. I remember. So. <laughs> yes, he did. She wrote them. But anyway, all right, okay, I'm well, done. I think Kristen has been the person that has changed the most diapers um, on Sam. So we'll let her go next. <laughs> All right. So the earliest memory I had of Sam was when we lived in Arizona and there was a mud hole. Do you remember that mom that we would get in and we would literally play in the mud for hours, hours and hours. And we would just play. And I believe we just had underwear on. I don't remember, but probably. we were yeah, probably, that's what we used to call three. the toilet was the mud hole. <laughs> yeah, Kristen, let's get in the mud, the mud hole. hole. But it really was the toilet. We play in the toilet. No, it was outside. Right. It was in a mud pit. Doesn't that sound about right, Mom? Which house? Which house? In Cast in Lakeside. Every house Lakeside, is in a mud pit outside of the house. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we would. We'd go play. And it was so fun. I remember that. I mean, we were young. We were probably three and two. Yeah, we'd play in that thing. And and you had pictures of that. You have pictures of that of us playing. Yeah. Sam and I would play in that in that mud hole. And then the other memory I have when we were really young is we would, you bought both of us, um, I think they were called underoos, where it was superhero underwear. And we would Magic. go around the neighborhood wearing that, literally wearing that. And we would go, and honestly, I remember I had, I had Wonder Woman and Sam had Superman and they were underwear. And we would go around the neighborhood wearing the, that's all we would wear. We didn't wear any clothes. We would wear our underoos. Underwear. Underwear. Church. We would go to church in that stuff. No, it was just around the neighborhood. We'd walk around. Nobody even thought twice about it. You know, I, we were like 14 years old and we would still wear, no, we were little. We were probably four or five, maybe not even in school yet, but you bought yeah. us these underoos and we wore those things everywhere. And then, um, I just jump jump forward to high school, and on my podcast, you guys talked about being in uh, in uh, choir. Mm -hmm. yeah. We were in the, I think it was with, yeah, it was Sandy Steele. We would dance together, Sam and I would, and I remember as we uh, we were about to graduate, and for some reason we were working on a one of the shows, and I like looked over at Sam. And then I looked back at Sandy and she was like sobbing. She was just crying because I was a senior and Sam was a junior. Yeah. yeah. And she was literally like in tears because apparently I like gave Sam a look or something, but it just brought her to tears that we were I was graduating. And anyway, that, that was one very vivid memory of Sam and I dancing. And we both had the, the like sequence shirts on. Well, she had everybody oh, yeah. wear them. And he didn't put up a fit. I think he liked it, honestly. So, so that's like <laughs> Sam yeah, wanted we, to. We, we talked about like, that in good. your podcast about you and Sam dancing. And I wanted to ask, so what was your kind of perception of that? For Sam, it was, you know, kind of weird. He, he, no, know, I didn't think it was perception. weird at all. I thought it was fine. Okay. I mean, I didn't even care. I thought it was great. They're definitely. Kesty, so, Nathan, uh, Sandy made you two dance because she was just thirsting for another one of those magical moments. Yeah, the like senior, she, yeah, the senior Honestly, I'm, I'm wondering if PJ and I danced together too, because I think it was like a thing she like thought it was funny or something. She's like, I'm definitely making the show and dance together. And you're going to be in the front, you're going to stand in the front, yeah. show everyone how to do it. Why oh, yeah, we were front and center this? because we were just such good dancers. I mean, PJ and I danced together in Plainsman Singers quite a bit too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that was, yeah. Sandy was not a fan of that though. She was, she, she did it. Still, you dancing together. <laughs> Um, and then the last thing I was going to mention, one of the last uh, memories I have, of course, of Sam is music. I was always so jealous of him because I busted my tail to, I mean, learn theory and music. I, I spent hours and hours and it just came easy for Sam. He could listen to a song and then play it on the piano. And it would make me so angry that I would spend all this time learning to read music. And it just came easy for Sam. And now Jocelyn's the same way. She can play anything from from memory or first she can hear it 
and play it. So she, I think she probably got that from Sam because, you know, he's so talented. Do you remember when you were little and you did this piano thing on the piano where wasn't it you and Sam where you pounded his head on the piano yeah. and then it was a talent we, show. We, it was a talent show. For, it was like a steak talent show. And we learned this duet. And then yeah. halfway through, we pretend I, he made a mistake. And I took his head and you slammed his head on the keyboard. And people were like mortified. They thought it was like, and it was all part of this. It was a joke, but they thought. Well, I was he was like, bleeding quite a bit, mind. Kristen. So we so thought I, like, it would be his, head. He his arm and like hit the piano. Like he hit the keyboard with his arm. And it looked like his head. And people were like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Get them off you the stage. Get them off. And then you went over and fell on the floor. Do you remember? Yeah, you and I look like bit? a psycho. I don't know why I agreed to that. <laughs> Like, why did I, I agree to do that? I've never heard that story I'm sure they thought I was awesome. losing my mind. I wish we had a, a recording of that. Yeah. I Because you had it down perfect. <laughs> oh, yeah. Down his head. Then you'd roll off oh, the camera. Oh, he put his arm down. Like, pong, pong, pong. But yeah. Oh, it was, it was priceless. <laughs> and I'm sure people thought that, oh, my gosh, what is going on? Yeah. Well, I, I know it's awesome. Knows. I forgot about that. I we were you jumped up and took a bow. <laughs> Yeah, oh, we jumped up, up at the end and everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. We were probably but, like fifth, fourth grade. We were young, yeah. but yeah, we weren't very old. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so anyway, those were some of my memories. But it, Sam's just fun to be around, and he's just, he's awesome. Yeah. I just, anytime we can get together, I just love getting together with Sam and the kids, and it's yeah. good times. Anyway, those are my memories. I was laughing. All right, Cass, let's go to you. Let's go to you. Let's do all the I saw him naked. Okay. Yeah. It was the next yeah. to see him naked the most. All right. Cool. <laughs> um, so Sam was so much older than me. So I my memories of him when I was younger are a lot of like sports games and just watching him play sports and and having like sneaking down at at like all hours of the night when he would have his friends over and they were like messing around. Um, some other memories are wish when we had the video camera and they would, him and John would be making up just horrendous things for us to do. And it was mostly for their entertainment, not because they yeah. thought it was good. It was just like, let's see how, do you remember, um, Cass, do you remember when they made you tell that story? Oh, and, and, then, and they would hold the video. Aliens. <laughs> the aliens like, I, I still don't know how to say aliens. Like I, yeah, that was so cute. Such a cute kid. <laughs> yeah, it, they, he they like would torture us and like it wasn't more torture. It, it, I we felt really cool when they wanted us to like be in these videos because Nathan usually got the main part because he's the funniest and quirkiest. And so if they did ask us to do stuff, I was like, yes, we are in the group. We're cool. We don't care if they're making fun of us. Let's do this. And so that was always like fun memories of like having our older brothers spend time with us, even though it was for their benefit to like make fun of us. But it was still fun. And I remember just always feeling like every time we went to a sports game, we would like freak out and scream for him. And it, it was just fun watching him play sports and seeing him as our older brother. And that was one of my memories. Um, and then I have a memory of when I first brought Andrew home. And Andrew said that Sam was one of the nicest brothers, siblings. You guys need to probably work on being nicer to Andrew. But I played bid. Know. That's good to know that we Andrew played bid. Sam, so. Sam hasn't been shy about the fact that he has had a crush on Andrew since yeah, day one. I mean, so. he is a pretty attractive guy. That makes sense. But we played bid, and Andrew was not the best at bid. And I am not the best at being nice when you suck at something. And so I was being pretty hard on Andrew. And Sam was like, Cass, like, you're dating him, right? Like, you should not be so mean. And so, like, Sam kind of made Andrew feel more, like, at home. And because he kind of he felt bad for him that he sucked so bad. But he, uh, he really made Andrew feel like he was part of the family immediately and was just really kind to him. And then as I, you know, was still dating. Oh, hey, John. As I was still dating. Andrew and I was still trying to figure out like is he the one Sam came I think to my Lehigh home and he's like How, how's Andrew and I was like I don't know he's you know I don't know and I was still kind of like on the fence with uh Andrew I specifically remember exactly what Sam said to me he's like Cassie who do you think you are <laughs> I was like, oh, okay he's like seriously 
who do you think you are? Andrew is amazing. <laughs> and it really made me like think of like, because I really respect Sam's opinion and I respect all of your guys' opinions. So like when Sam sat me down, was like, you've got to catch and you're an idiot if you don't, you know, take this kid seriously. And so I, I really respected Sam's opinion of Andrew and it really made me kind of go towards Andrew more because of that. And so I, I'm kind of grateful that Sam put me in my place and asked me who I thought I was. One reunion, we uh, had this like deer head and we decided <laughs> to like start scaring people. And like some people, I don't think he's scared, but Sam like lost <laughs> And I just- I hid underneath a car with it. Yeah, because yeah. we had the deer head and we like popped it up like behind a truck or something well, and we went out to go get- that was, that was actually one of my proudest moments in maybe my whole life. <laughs> Because we took that deer head off the wall up in one of the cabins yeah. up there. And we're like, let's yeah. go scare people with it. And yeah. Sam just happened to be the one out there. And we, Kevin was under the car, like making noise. Oh, yeah. And then I, and then I stuck the deer head around the side of the car <laughs> and Sam was like, shoo, shoo. Get away. And so I was like, I was like trying to make it look as authentic as possible. And I'd like raise it up and down. <laughs> he got in the car and like shut the door. And I came around and lifted up the deer head, laughing at him. And I remember, remember him saying like, he thought it was like a rabid deer. It was going to rear up and, and smash, it, smash the window of the car. I, I remember just laughing so hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause we tried, I think we tried to pull that prank on other people and everyone's like, you guys are idiots. But Sam was just like, he really <laughs> got into the, the deer, the deer prank. And I don't know. I just thought that was funny. Oh, and then recently um, I just had this job that was kind of over my head. Like I got this podcast job and literally knew nothing about it. And um, everybody that was supposed to help me with this job not. got fired. And the only person left was the, idiot that didn't know what she was doing and so i facetimed that, sam guess? a couple times <laughs> oh. i facetimed sam a couple <laughs> times i was like what is an xlr cord he's like oh geez. okay all right all right we can do this and he helped me set up this podcast room and get the starlet running and i again like he has a full-time job did not need to help me but took the time to walk me through a bunch of stuff that i felt was completely inadequate with and I, I just felt really lucky to have him in that moment because I was so overwhelmed and he was super patient with me and was like, I know you're an idiot, but okay, we'll figure this out. And he didn't call me an idiot, but I knew he was like, oh, geez. okay, how do you have this job? And, but he, yeah, he walked me through it and was just really nice about it. And was like, you can do this cash. You can, you can figure this out. We'll figure it out together. And if you need to call me, you can call me. Don't call me a lot, but you can call me. And so, yeah, I, I just remembered that meaning a lot to me because, again, I don't like to ask for help, and especially with you guys because you're jerks. But I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was it, it meant it meant a lot to me, and because yeah. again, I don't see Sam a lot, so when you know I can get you guys to help me, and when I'm not feeling super um, confident in who I am, it was nice that he, he kind of took that on and helped me out. So those not are. Pretty most of my memories definitely the expert yeah. in the podcasting world and in those yeah. things as well so all right well kevin let's let's go to you okay so i mean i have a couple of memories that i wrote down sam probably won't remember this one but um when i was in a, when i was about probably i want to say like six i was young i was really young we were in the new house well the the baker house and yeah. uh we had picked we had picked um items like people for christmas and sam bought me this bat boat it was like the coolest thing to me in the entire world like it was like the best present like hands down and like i i used it for like ever it even had this like little thing where i could like put my fingers in and pretend like it was a sword like the entire boat um so that's just kind of like an obscure reference not really all that funny but it (laughs) it stuck with me and i don't have a lot of childhood memories so yeah you still have like the yeah, I, I sleep with it every night. So I actually poke Mary, Mary sometimes that she gets super pissed off. But no, I just away, slowly... put the bat boat away. And I don't know if he remembers it, but I, I distinctly remember that he bought that for me and it was like this big huge deal. Um so another I another memory I have, I went to live with Sam after I graduated high school to to prepare for my mission, and I bought this 
like crappy, horrible, crappy car. It was a 1987 Chrysler Fifth Avenue. It was like a boat. And uh, how I got it over the summit, I have no idea. Well, I didn't get over the summit. It actually exploded. And like Sam had to come help me get it to uh, Cheyenne. But anyway, so like the car, something was going on with it. It wasn't working. It wasn't turning on. I was like, hey, I know this guy that uh, he can he can help us with it. So I'm like, okay, that's great. We get the car to actually start and uh, we take it to this guy. And uh, he's like, yeah, you probably just have a crack in like the gasket of the car. And so you just have to like, what you have to do is you have to just uh, put some coolant in there and then it's probably just going to leak a little bit. And uh, I mean, that's that's the quick fix. Uh, if you want to do the actual fix, it's probably going to cost more than $300. So you don't want to do it. And I was poor. Like I was trying to get a job at Applebee's at the time. Um, so anyway, he's like, yeah, let's put some, let's just put some, uh, coolant in there. And so we, we pop the hood, we throw it up. Sam and I are both looking over the hood and we're like, Oh, the coolant, uh, it has this little like cap thing. And so I'm like, yeah, we'll just put some coolant in there. So I twist the cap off and it like shoots off the cap shoots <laughs> off hits the hood of the car and sh- like explodes coolant all over me and all over Sam. Oh, <laughs> oh. like it, i'm lucky it wasn't hot because like the car was still hot from driving there and so like and sam was just like kind of laughed like we both just like laughed about it afterwards and it was just funny and it's like the fact that he was willing to be patient with me working on this like absolutely awful 300 dollars boat of a car I mean, he just <laughs> did whatever he needed to do to help me so that probably so that he wouldn't have to take me to work every day. But uh, yeah, it ended up working out for the time that I needed to. So that's another memory that I have of him. Um, and then another memory. Um, so mom, you do claim that he is a good attorney, but I do have a memory where when I was in seventh grade, I had to create a video for civics class. And so it was a video that talked about, I think like the 12 steps of a trial. I don't, I don't remember how many steps there are. I'm not a lawyer, but um, I remember like, he was just like so patient with me. Cause I like had this vision in my mind that ended up being really like dumb, but uh, I did a bunch of different characters and Sam recorded it all. And then he, he ended up that. like cutting it all together on like this computer that was not equipped to edit anything and like spent hours like hours and hours of his time editing and then hours of his time putting it onto a videotape and this was all while he was going through law school and so like if if anybody you talk to about law school like you barely have time to like eat and sleep let alone help some little moron seventh grader do this video for civics and so i Kim was doing most of his homework during that time so he had lots of time that's fair (laughs) <laughs> it's fair, but uh, I, I will say though that I did not end up getting an A on that video. I ended up getting a B on the video. So uh, obviously he didn't completely understand the full twelve steps of a trial. But no, that was it was really good, and like uh, everybody loved it. I think that I got a B on like a technicality, probably because I was an obnoxious little seventh grader. And well, isn't uh, it because you used a picture of Mr. T and you didn't have like the yes. copyright? Yeah, uh, for, for, for <laughs> Mr. T and for yeah. Yoda. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think I made fun of uh I think I made fun of Mr. Amash too. And so <laughs> yeah, there, there was that sensitivity yeah. deduction. Yeah. It was. Yeah. So I took the hit and I got through physics and it was all because of Sam. So okay, so this is kind of a funny one. So in fifth and sixth grade, you get to go to Sam was in Centennial Singers, and for those people that don't know what Centennial Singers is, it's basically like at the University of Wyoming, they had this um, singing, dancing, yeah, kind of like a show choir. They did like show tunes from like Broadway and stuff like that. Anyway, so like I was super excited because one, we got to get out of class, and two, I got to see my brother do all this. So I was like telling all my friends, I was like, yeah, it's going to be awesome. We're going to go. We're going to get to watch this. You're going to see my brother. You're going to see how cool he is. Totally talking him up the entire time. And then like we go and we sit down and we watch the entire thing. And I thought it was amazing. Like just because I appreciate music, I appreciate all that. And I was like, yeah, like, didn't you guess think it was awesome? They're like, I, I guess. I mean, it was kind of just like people <laughs> dancing around. <laughs> like I was, I was just so offended that my friends didn't think that Sam performing in outfits was like amazing. And I don't know if these memories have been brought up before, but it's always just like a pleasure to be able to do anything musically with Sam. Um, so he's arranged a lot of different songs for us brothers and sometimes sisters to sing. And 
I mean, just the brilliance of the way in which he writes music and complements parts and allows for the full breadth of music to be expressed. Um, I thought it was really cool when we as brothers got to perform together um, in Hermano. Uh, we got to spend some like really mm -hmm. good time together. And not only would we just like jam for hours, but we'd also just kind of sit around and talk and, you know, shoot the breeze for a really long time. And that was a really, really good memory um, right up prior to when I had to go on my mission. Um, so those are, those are what I wrote down for Sam. I mean, Sam's always been someone who, if ever I need something or if ever I want some help, he's, he's going to help me do it. And he's also definitely someone who can kind of tell you when you're being an idiot. And so that's always good, but that's what I got. Yeah, really, really good at that. But speaking, so speaking <laughs> of Hermano, let's go to, let's go to Joseph. Yeah. Thanks for rubbing that in PJ. That's really what I was hoping to kick it, kick my part off with is, uh, is Herman O. At least you didn't get no. kicked out of the band, Joseph. At least you didn't get kicked out of the band. I don't know if it's worse to never be in the band or to get kicked out, but maybe getting kicked out. I don't know. No, so, you're in the band. You played, you played percussion. That's true. Yeah, I did. The tambourine, right? Yeah. In the, in the church concert. <laughs> in the church concert. No, so uh, memories of Sam. I actually um, have been thinking a lot about it. I probably should have written written things down, but hopefully I'll remember some of the things I've been thinking about. But as I as I think back, like as early as I can remember, Sam, when I was a little kid, and PJ and I, so Sam and John were kind of like Sam and John, and Joseph and PJ were like Joseph and PJ, and um, we kind of got tormented um, by Sam and John. Uh, as we were little kids and that's probably pretty normal, but I, I do remember, remember, you know, having a pretty healthy respect for Sam and John and like understanding my boundaries and knowing when, uh, when it was okay to kind of be around when, when to just kind of leave them alone. And it's not like, you know, it was terrible or anything, but there were definitely times that I'm just like, okay, we better go PJ, because if not, <laughs> we're going to, we're going to be in trouble. Um, and so, you know, in, in early childhood, that was, that was kind of just, you know, what it was, but I know that as, as we grew up and as we got older, I basically would watch Sam and just idolize him. Um, everything he did when he was in football in junior high and high school. And then when he played basketball and it was like, just amazing. I remember thinking, you know, maybe someday I will get to do and the things he does and be as awesome as he is. But I don't know if that'll ever happen because I just like thought that he and his friends and that group were just like basically the coolest. And, um, and I, I just remember thinking, oh man, someday maybe I can, I can grow up and be like that. And then as, as kind of time went on, we got older and he, um, he got out of, out of school and and went on his mission that was awesome and i remember like when i was in high school having times that i could hang out with sam and he was really like cool about it like not everybody would be like that with their weird high school brother but he would like stay up late with carl and ramosh and bob markham and um just like hang out at the house till all hours of the night and i remember one time like they were hanging out and i was just trying my best to stay up late and, and hang out with them but i fell asleep and, um, and they were in the kitchen and this was at the Baker house and it was probably like one o'clock in the morning or something. And I woke up and they were still hanging out, but I sort of woke up. I was like talking and walking in my sleep. I went in there and they were like laughing and, and I went in there and, and they like stopped talking, but all looked at me and I was like, kind of a tic-tac <laughs> and they, <laughs> they thought that was the funniest thing that randomly I asked for a tic-tac. <laughs> I don't know if, if we were having that conversation or what was going on with that, but, but it was just kind of a funny memory. But I remember like, I think I woke up and I didn't realize like what I had said and they just like laughed at me and I, I went to bed, but it was, it was just a funny and, and not like in a mean way, just in a kind and, and funny way to, to do that. fell back to sleep and next thing you knew, Sam was carrying him up to bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's okay, little guy. Yeah. You just go right back to sleep. <laughs> so no, but, um, one of the things like now about Sam that is, is really fun is Sam is really, really hard to like trick. We, we try and use sarcasm or to try and like, just like 
do something that would that would trick him and make him believe something's true. And this year, or every year on his birthday, mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't remember how long ago it started, but we've always decided that on the day before his birthday, we would all wish him happy birthday. We'd send him a text <laughs> or, or call him and and tell him happy birthday. And um, and it's become a tradition. And it's funny because he always acts like he's super mad about it and that he hates that that we do that. And uh, and it's just inappropriate that we always get his birthday wrong, but we all know that he absolutely loves it. Well, this last year, I sent him um, the day before his birthday. I sent him like a fake scammer message on on Facebook Messenger. You know how you sometimes get those from people like Vera Reed. Always, I, I get them from people who like they say you want to be friends with this person. So I do that, and then. I had like the day before received one of those scam messages. So I copied and was copying and pasting in like this conversation that I had with this scammer. And I was, and I was doing it to him on Facebook messenger, trying to like convince do it in a convincing way. So he would believe that it was a scammer. And at first he totally believed it, and he was like playing along. And then I would copy in the exact text that the scammer would, would put in there. Like, have you heard the great news? And Sam's like, yeah, no, I haven't. Tell me the great news. And I was like, and so I said something like, you know, it was about how, you know, if you do this, then you, uh, you can get hundreds of thousands of dollars. He's like, no, tell me all about it. And so, and I would wait, I like timed it perfectly. And it was like, after a while, Sam sent me a text message on my phone. And he's like, Hey, are you messaging me on my, on, on Facebook messenger? <laughs> and at that moment, it was like a celebration. I think I like shot my arms in there. I was like, yes. I've done it. I've tricked him. And so I, I kept it going. He's like, I think you've been scammed uh, or your your Facebook's been hacked. I was like, oh no. And I tried to kind of go along with it for a while. And uh, finally, I, I eventually like said, as if I was a scammer, like, hey, happy birthday today. And it was the day before. And <laughs> he was like, he was like, are they like going to my fat past Facebook posts to see that it's my birthday? And it was, and it was a just more, a little more personal on every post. And yeah, no, it was, it was, it was incredible. And so for me to have been able to like trick him like that was, was just a like moment for celebration for me. It was awesome. So, was um, a, yeah. Do you remember? So I think we all have a little bit of PTSD two years ago when we did the happy birthday day and then Joseph got Kim Kim comes on to record a video like, about yeah. it. Yeah. You remember <laughs> that video? Was it was so good. When Sam, when, yeah, Sam told Kim, she's like, guys, you need to stop this. Yeah. It is inappropriate. She, she, she pans over to Sam. He's just like Sam's sitting like... there with his head down. Yeah. <laughs> that was class. That was so I seriously good. thought she was Oh, Kim did it, didn't she? Kim yeah. did it. Yeah. Guys, you need Stephanie to stop was, doing this. This makes him really unhappy. Stephanie was mortified. She's like, <laughs> Kim is really mad. And then as soon as she panned over to Sam, I was like, it's not real. Yeah. This, is, this is fake this is awesome that's more impressive than anything it was kim was more impressive than anything else in that that situation that was yeah right that was good yeah but yeah, so awesome. like things like that, that that he can he was always like just so quick-witted and easy to like to uh to trick people and to and to make you laugh and stuff like that and it was just fun and i um I remember like hanging out one time and I, 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 guys, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I think it was Sam who, uh, we were all sitting in the, in the Baker house in that like fireplace room. And for some reason we put a cup of water up on the fan. Um, and I think it was Sam that decided to do this and, (laughs) and we turned the fan on and the game was, is as the cup of water would slide out on the fan blade and that you'd see with a fan blade that's coming to you, you'd be like, ah, and it'd go all around there. Like, ah, eventually the cup of water would fall on somebody. And like, they were either the winner, the loser, I don't know. And then you turn the fan off, start over again. And we, we would play that game. I don't know for a long time. And it was just a stupid game. It was fan. fun. Yeah, we did. I'm sure it's, it's, it's amazing that, you know, we did stupid things like that, but you know, like I say, it was just always fun to be around Sam and to like, he could just say funny things and make fun of you in a way that like, wasn't always hurtful. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Most of the time it would just make you laugh. (laughs) But I mean, Sam played the piano for me when I sang, uh, or he recorded the, the accompaniment for when I, when I sang a song to propose to Lauren. So, I mean, I'll always remember that. And at our, um, 
wedding reception when when we had our like ring ceremony he played the piano so i could sing that song for lauren and you know it's just you know music and and just being there and and being a good example big good big brother has always been pretty awesome so um yeah definitely look to him as a hero and and someone i've always looked up to yeah cool well thanks joseph <laughs> okay dad, dad you want you want to go first I'd love to go first. Sure. Okay, let's let's do that. That'd be great. Because um, you actually you probably have seen him naked more than anyone yes. else but mom. Yeah. Now okay. Susan will say I never saw him naked to change a diaper, but I think I did. I, I, I will say this. By the time we got to Cody, I felt sorry for Susan. So I think I changed more diapers with Cody than I did with any of the kids. But uh, anyway, let me let me just say it took that eight kids to get you to feel sorry for mom. Yeah. <laughs> Something's wrong with me. Um, Sam has been such a great example to all of us in our family. Uh, and I'll just kind of go through a few areas that uh, stand out for me. One is in sports. He, uh, <clears throat> I, I think I was surprised that he became the captain of the football team. He also became captain of the basketball team and uh, was just fun fun to watch in all sports except one uh, for some reason they took last place in the pinewood derby and uh, i think that was before we figured out the formula the only way to win in pinewood derby races was to cheat so that's what i did for him i i, the, I mean sam and i worked on this pinewood derby the way we were supposed to and his car i think took last place well anyway in music um i'm sure that all of you have talked a lot about his music. He was all state in choir. He was all American in choir. Also, he was in Centennial Singers. Um, he uh, has been a great composer, a great arranger, and uh, wrote a musical that was just thrilling to watch. We went to Cheyenne and watched it, I think, twice. Very, very creative, very uh, musically talented, more so than than that. Uh, I mean, he's just gifted in doing that. Um, in education, I'm sure that uh, he was so busy in, in sports and music and, and church and all these different things that he uh, wasn't able to give his full attention to academics. And so he really didn't excel until he hit law school. In law school, he was able to be one of the uh, law review editors for the law review and has, uh, has excelled academically that way. Um, I think he, one of the greatest examples he had for all of us was um, being uh, very strong in the gospel. He um, was our first missionary. I think he went out just before Kristen did and John was right behind them. So we had three missionaries out at one time. Um, Sam was a bishop, but he's always just been very, very uh, involved in making sure that not only he was doing what he was asked to do, but also encouraging his family to be strong in uh, the gospel. The people, when he was bishop, I talked to youth all the time that say he was the greatest bishop ever. He just did all kinds of fun, fun things with them. Now, I want to give you a couple, two or three stories about Sam. I remember when he was either two or three years old, I bought him a fishing pole, I think it was for Christmas, when we lived in Arizona. And we were living in Lakeside. And one morning I got up and I went looking for our dog, and the dog was gone. And then I looked for Sam, and Sam was gone. And the fishing pole was gone. And so I put, well, two and two, and two together and figured out he'd gone fishing with his fishing pole. So I walked about oh, a quarter of a mile down our road to the pond which we had, and there Sam sitting on a rock with our dog sitting beside him, fishing pole in the water, no hook, no bait, just sitting patiently waiting to catch a fish. And then also, maybe a year later, he, uh, we put him in a thing called preschool because we thought he was, you know, he was ready. I think he was too young to be in what they had prepared for them, but he came, home one day early and uh, he had told 
the teacher that he didn't want to be in preschool. He wanted to just be home. He wanted to come home with mom and dad. So when I got home, mom said, Sam, do you want to tell dad what happened? And he said, yes, I'm a preschool dropout. <laughs> so he, uh, that was the end of his pre- preschool experience. And uh, so, but I think the one that I think all of us will remember the most, it kind of is a, a, uh, Oh, it's something that defines him. He uh, was challenged to go out and sell a big box of chocolate, a dollar a piece in this box of chocolates. And they were in the office. And I, every day I'd come home from work and I'd look up there in that box of chocolates. There hadn't been one candy bar sold. They were still, still there and all the candy bars were in there. And what happened was, when it was time for us to turn the rest of the chocolates in that he hadn't sold, I picked up the box and it was really, really light. And I started looking at these candy bars that were sitting there. He had taken the wrappers off very carefully, eaten the candy bars, and then very carefully put them back together so it looked like the candy bars were still there. <laughs> Not only had he eaten one or two, he eaten every candy bar in the box. And so... 144 we, candy bars. I don't know how many there were. I'm sure it was 25 or so, but he had eaten every one of them. And so we had to come up with uh, $25 or whatever it was to pay for his candy bars. So I would say he's been a great example on everything but salesmanship. He didn't sell. And to this candy. day, Kim, every time she goes to the pantry to get a candy bar, just just wrappers. Yeah. Empty yeah, wrappers. Just, wrappers yeah. just empty wrappers. Neatly, neatly Wasn't he like a top salesman that year? He sold like 25 <laughs> candy bars. Yeah. Sam Shumway sold every candy bar that he had in his case. So, Some of it. Sam, how did you do it? Yeah. When they asked him how he did it, he said it was easy. I just had the best customer I could find, and he took every one of them. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say. Sam yeah. has been a great example. He uh, has always been somebody that we all look up to, and of course, we love all of you, but. Sam set the pattern, I think, for each one of you. Except for, yeah, except for with the candy bars. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to go next. And one, the, the earliest memory I have of him is when we, when we were little, we would, we had, uh, we all shared a bedroom, me, Joseph, Sam, and John, we were on bunk beds. And I remember at night, sometimes I, I'd get scared and I'd crawl up. Sam was on the top bunk, so I'd climb up. And he'd actually let me sleep up there. And to this day, Daniel and his kids do the same thing. Like they all, you know, they all sleep in the same bed. And, and uh, you know, and Sam, it, I, I think it it kind of testifies of his, testifies, I don't know, of his affectionate, uh, he, he's, he's an affectionate person. Like he'll, he's not afraid to, you know, to, to put his arm around you and, and let you know that you're loved in that way. Um, and sometimes, especially with food, he's a little too affectionate. He'll, he's not afraid to come up and, you know, you're eating something and he just comes up and eats right off your plate or takes a bite. Um, he's gotten better about asking. Maybe that's thanks to Kim as well. I don't know. But that's another thing is, you know, he's he's an affectionate person, affectionate person. He's an affectionate dad. Um, he's he's just great with his kids. Um, <clears throat> another thing that that. Uh, the last uh uh, four years a couple of times he's taken me to the aarp golf tournament um one was in pinedale this last year's in sheridan this, this beautiful tournament it's just been a great opportunity for me to drive with sam and, and spend time with him um and and play golf it's it's sad that i'm the best you know he brings me as the ringer of the family and i you know, destroy all those old people pj when you play with no them? no no uh we, we actually know it's funny the first time we went in pinedale we actually won the tournament um mainly because we bought a bunch of like extra extra putts uh and then this year he, he brought me thinking we would repeat and this was like shared with a bunch of like serious golfers and we we did less needless to say we didn't win and i was more of an embarrassment than anything so i don't think i'll be invited again but it's, it's been a lot of fun to go to these golf tournaments with him um and then john you'll probably remember this i don't know if nathan if you will uh, but when we lived in West Laramie, we lived right next to the uh, experimental uh, farm for the University of Wyoming, which is probably why we all have cancer. But we would go and climb through the barbed wire fence and we would go down to the irrigation ditch. And as brothers, you know, we'd go and we'd catch crawdads. And it was just such a great 
you know, him going fishing at the water hole, that was us. We'd go out and spend time in this irrigation ditch for the experimental farm until, the, you know, we got run off. Uh, and that was just a, a great time um, to spend his brothers in the summer going out in these fields and just, you know, kind of being free to, to live. <clears throat> um, I never knew that was an experimental farm. What, how'd you find that out? Uh, I, I went to some uh, hidden files at the university I broke into. No, and like by experimental, I mean like a working, like students would go out and learn about, you know, farming and stuff like that. Oh, okay. No, I guess After, like growing, growing on John's back and <laughs> on, on arm. That's what, uh, that's what I mean. Yeah, a, a lot of a lot of gene therapy went into the out there, and it probably explains our growths, John. On yeah, on my arm, and Louis talked about, but um, but yeah, Sam. You know, like I said, even though he was not the, always the nicest brother, but that's just part of being a big brother. I would say he's, he's probably one of the most affectionate. Uh, Nathan, let's go to you. Okay. Um, I have to, I had to laugh at PJ's comments about him being a little too uh, free and easy with people's food. Uh, because the first memory that Heather has of Sam was of him coming and taking food off her plate. I don't think he'd ever spoken a word to her. I think uh, that's Stephanie's first memory too. <laughs> I think that was like his initiation of, of yeah. this into the family. It's kind of the uh, yeah the, uh, the symbolic acceptance of you as a member of the family if you got one of your pieces of food eaten from Sam. Um, I I have a lot of memories of Sam um, more as an adult probably than as a kid. I think just the age gap made it so um, we didn't do a lot together while we were growing up just because I was kind of uh, well I guess we did some things. Um, you know, Sam and John would have Kevin and I strip down to our underwear and fight. And I think Sam coached me a couple of times. You were always so, in your underwear. Nobody had to take clothes off. That's all you ever wore was your underwear. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I guess that's true. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. It's not as weird because, yeah, we were always in underwear. Take your yeah, it makes it less weird, Nate. You bend your underpants. <laughs> no fight. I mean, you could have made us put clothes on. <laughs> you probably should have. But, uh, but yeah, I learned how to fight from Sam and that's why I never want to fight besides against Kevin. So, <laughs> well, we've already heard the story about Sam getting beat up by the, the girl in high. So obviously he's like, not the best coach. Have to fight a boy, just turn around and run because you don't stand a chance. <laughs> um, but as, as an adult, you know, I, I went to law school and I, I leaned on Sam a lot, um, in that whole process, the, inter, uh, the, um, application process, getting into law school. I asked Sam and John a lot of questions about law school. And I seemed to uh, lean more on Sam just because he went to the law school. He was pretty familiar with it. And John, you know, like barely graduated. So I didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we had a similar path. And so he helped me a lot with that. He gave me a lot of advice. He um, helped me cheat on some exams. Um <laughs> No, uh, but it was good. It was good to kind of have that uh, information. I probably got the first job I had out of law school because of Sam. It was one of the guys he used to work with. So he probably put in a good word for me. Um, <clears throat> uh, some other memories. Uh, Sam and I have always had a lot of fun doing music together. Um, we've written some fun songs together. Um, I helped him with that musical, uh, some of the songs and some of the lyrics and stuff. And I, I've always said Sam is kind of like uh, King Midas, where I can take my lump of coal and he touches it and it turns to gold. Um, I, I think that I've got this really good, you know, song or lyric or something. And then Sam gets a hold of it. And I'm like, oh, it was actually garbage. And he was able to make it really good, um, which I envy. And I also just uh, really enjoy seeing something get so much better just because of Sam's talent. Um, Another memory, this is not one that he touched and turned to gold. Um, one time I was living with Sam and we were asked to go to like, I can't remember where it was, someone in, somewhere in Nebraska, because they were doing this like sesquicentennial celebration thing. And uh, if Sam were here, he'd probably be able to tell it better. But uh, we were just kind of asked to come and do this and or Sam was and, and I just got to kind of tag along. And it was just super like 
I don't even know what the word is like low budget thrown together just bad and like so Sam and I like sang in the first number and then there was some more and they did like an intermission and Sam and I were just like do you want to just should we just leave <laughs> I think we're supposed <laughs> to sing a couple more songs we just left and went to Quiznos and then went back to Cheyenne and I just remember like the first song we're like all marching down the aisles and everybody's like westward aisles <laughs> And I'm just like, I don't think anybody's enjoying this. The people doing it, the people watching it. I don't think Heavenly Father's enjoying it. Because it was like a church Actually, thing. Nathan, Nathan and Sam left, and it turned into actually a pretty great production. Standing <laughs> ovation at the end. Yeah, after they uh, broke off the anchor that we were on the performance, it ended up being really nice. And like the newspaper wrote about it. No, um, but that was fun. <laughs> it was just a weird experience the first time i've ever like walked out on something that i was a part of because i was just like no we're we're, we're not doing this <laughs> not putting our name on this um i don't know let's see pj you didn't talk about plaid tidings but that was another really great memory with sam yeah that really um, was that was great getting to do plaid tidings uh with me pj and sam and that other guy uh, who wasn't a shamway like well, welch. You, what was his name welch welch yeah uh, Billy Joe Welch, I don't, I don't remember his name, but that was really, really fun. I just remember practices were kind of uh, fast and furious and mom would get really mad at us because we'd be goofing around and we had like two weeks to put the whole thing together. But it was really fun just like joking around like we always do. Um, so, yeah, and then I've got one. I more. think the epitome of us and Plaid Tidings and that whole situation was the bell song and what we came yeah. up with, with with that. <laughs> and it, I mean, it was so, it's like so cool because we were playing all these bells. But then to, to silence them, we, we would put them on our pecs. We'll just put it yeah. that way. And then we'd, we'd bring up, we'd bring up somebody from the audience and we'd be playing and they'd have like one bell. And then we would force them to put the bells on their pecs uh, to, and typically we, we chose a, a female to join us on stage to, <laughs> to play the bell song. And I, th I just think that's, it's so like typical of us because it took talent to like do this bell song and be playing all these bells together. But then we always have to put in this like stupid twist where you have to silence it on your, on your, on your boobs. Yeah. And, uh, but it was, you know, it was, it was just funny, but it, it's like talent, but then it's funny, but it, and it's just totally messing around. And it was just, yeah, it was so much fun to do that. Yeah. The, that was pre me too. I, I'm pretty sure. So, uh, we, we were able to get there. We, I don't think we pulled today. <laughs> just put them on your boobs. Okay. No, because we 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 do it, and then we'd like look over at the person, like, come on, come on, you know, you know where you're supposed to put those. Let's go. Yeah. You know, it was just funny. <laughs> of course, when um, Kristen came up, she was like, she didn't hesitate. She's like, oh, yep, bunk. Yeah. yeah. She, she she came to one of the shows, and we brought her up. But yeah, she didn't have to be told. That was just what she did mm -hmm. on her own. <laughs> um, and then uh, the last month, I think I've said this before, but this will really be my last one. But the last memory that I have is probably the hardest I've ever laughed in my life. Like, I don't know that I've ever laughed harder, but it was when we did the racquetballer. This was like right before I left on my mission and we recorded the racquetballer and that was funny. And we had to like constantly re reshoot things because we'd be laughing, but editing it, just being in the big room that was in mom and dad's uh, house, like that on the main floor. Sam brought all his like computer software, whatever, uh, computer equipment, and we we edited. And I, honestly, I cannot remember laughing harder than all of us just like watching the watching the footage and kind of putting it together. Um, and you know that I think that was kind of Sam and John's baby is like that racquetballer, and it just kind of came together in a really like kind of dumb and, and perfect way. Like it still holds up pretty well. Like I have shown people who are not related to us and they think it's funny. So that's kind of the litmus test on whether it has, is actually funny, or at least they, you know, pr pretend to laugh. Um, but that's, that just kind of speaks to Sam's humor. He's always been very witty, always very funny. Um, and I mean, anytime he's around, you're laughing. Um, so yeah, those are, those are the memories I have, um, of Sam. Yeah. Thanks, Nate. And those are those are yeah, those are good memories. I think laughing harder than you've ever laughed in your life is kind of a theme with with Sam and, and us. And when we get together, there there have been a lot of those. Um, so, John, I don't I actually don't have anything to say. 
That's fair. I believe I not surprising. <laughs> I hate Sam. He's always <laughs> been uh, the one I'd compete against. According I've been to- waiting to say this for a long time. <laughs> no, though. So, uh, yeah, Sam and I were closest in age. And I, I don't know who pointed this out, but it was like Sam and John and Joseph yeah. and PJ, Nathan and Kevin. There was like the three different, you know, groups that we'd always, always uh, fight against each other. But I have so many memories of Sam. It's like I could I could do a, a book. Um, but I, I wrote down just some things that came to mind, I guess. Uh, we had a four-wheeler. I don't know if, Dad, you bought the four-wheeler or Mom bought the four-wheeler. We had a lot of fun in that four-wheeler. And- well, individuals were harmed because of the four-wheeler, so Mom bought it. Okay. <laughs> so, I, I think we all got I, hurt at some point. I am a little curious. Yeah. Like, how did that happen? Like, you, you, you've you got you've got six boys. The oldest is, what, Sam, 16? Not even 16. Like, yeah. What was the thought process behind buying a four-wheeler and just giving it to these boys? Like, okay, have fun. Well, we, are the keys. I remember Sam convinced mom to buy it because it had an attachment to plow driveways. And she said, that's fine. <laughs> you guys have to plow the driveway every time it snows and do the neighbor's driveways. And you got to make a business out of it. And we were like, yeah, of course we will. And yeah. We never plowed any driveway one ever, time. Ever. Never, not like we tried to attach the thing, it was too hard. So we we're like, let's just go red wheelies down the street. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, didn't Sam, you guys like run me over with it? With the yes, yeah, we ran you over. I ran myself over one time. <laughs> Cassidy like had a big gash in her leg from it. It was, it was not a good thing, but it was, it was super fun. Sam was uh, the only one that didn't get run over, but somehow, yeah, I don't think he ever got hurt on that thing. <laughs> but that's when we dug the, the big, uh, the hole behind Aaron uh-huh. Jones' house, when you jump over it on the four wheeler. I don't think we jump over, jumped over the hole. We weren't that brave, but the mound that came from uh-huh. that is a jump. Um, but yeah, there's just tons of stuff we did on the four wheeler. I remember one time riding clear out um, in West Laramie. We we rode. Let's see what direction would that have been. I don't know, maybe south. We rode along this road, and we found like well, Sam had found it. It was it was a. It was a dirt bike track and we took the four wheeler back there and we were going over all these jumps and these turns and stuff like that. We, we were back there for hours and then we rode back home, just, you know, me on the back, him on the front. It was, it was like a 30 minute ride. I'm sure Sam would remember it better, but um, it was just like this track out in the middle of nowhere that somebody had built probably the, the experimental farmers of, uh, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's kind of amazing that, that, we were able to do stuff like that. Like I can't imagine my kids going out on a four wheeler by themselves, 30 miles out of town, finding some dirt, you know, dirt bike track and jumping four wheeler off of that. If you, you know, if you had crashed and broken your leg, you, you know, you probably would have just died, but it's just, it's cool that you got to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. I grown up in Laramie. It's different. Yeah. Um, but I had a, I had a friend when I was in kindergarten, his name was uh, Randy Belcher. And one time Sam and I somehow got at odds with Randy Belcher and got in a rock fight with him. And, <laughs> and he hit both of us in the head. And we both went <laughs> home crying. And uh, I don't know how, because, you know, we were throwing rocks at him too, but we never hit him. And he got us both. And I remember he came over to apologize and we were still pretty sad, but we accepted his apology and we were friends again. But yeah, Randy Belcher. And, and somehow he was better at throwing rocks than us. Uh, I, I remember the next door neighbors, Dad. You remember the ones that we smeared mud all over their windows? Oh, the yeah. Millers. Yeah. Millers. Yeah, the yeah. Millers. That did not go well. Yeah, well, and we probably was, didn't and, know this, but we used to throw eggs on top of their house and we'd watch the eggs fry yeah. in the summer. And they they probably had a bunch of stuff on top of their house that we'd throw over there, but that was initiated by Sam. Um, and then we'd sneak out all the time. You know, the the experimental farms i remember we'd sneak out at night and go into those farms for some reason which is terrifying but we also would just walk along the roads and you know hide from the police but there was the one time that we got caught at linford elementary swinging on the flagpole and that was one of the best nights that you know sam and i ever had together because we were out just the middle of the night with a couple of our friends and it was just like one of those bonding experiences that you never forget we both got arrested and we had to do community service and yeah, that was. We got arrested for we had a lot of adventures. Wait, what, PJ? 
got arrested for swinging on the flagpole at Limford. Yeah. Well, they were naked. But, but you were like you were like 14, right? I mean, that's why. Yeah, we were older. And we ran when the cops came out. But I think that's why they arrested us because we ran away. But we were just, we were always doing adventures. You know, the trees, I think the trees are uh, something that Sam discovered. Um, yeah. We were just out doing stuff a lot. And and so um, in high school, Sam and I really became best friends. Um, and we we did church dance, a lot of church dances together. They were really fun. Um, we, you know, wrote songs with Mike Turner. I don't know if you guys have heard the song Chicken Pie, but. Oh yeah, we wrote up in the studio. Uh, I remember when I was young. I got time <laughs> sucking my thumb. Yeah, yeah. Like years later, Sam actually did a really professional recording of that. It's that sounds pretty cool. And then we had the lunch posse, Dad, which I think we've talked about in other podcasts. But that was something that was really, really cool that Sam and I were in, and that kind of went through iterations. But you know, he was the he was one of the founding fathers of the lunch posse. <laughs> and then um, as an adult. You know, I, I also went to law school. Sam was a really big influence in going to law school for me. And um, he's the one that found me the job at the Attorney General's office in, in Cheyenne. And I moved to Cheyenne. We started Herman O um, mm-hmm. together. And, you know, a lot, of the, a lot of the brothers are part of Herman O. And Sam and I would go out to lunch at least once a week to this place called Good Friends. It was a Chinese place. Or Guadalajara is a Mexican place. But just really good memories of living in Cheyenne and being good friends with Sam. Um, you know, that was, it was just a really special time in life. But like I said, there's, there's like thousands and thousands of memories of Sam. Mm-hmm. He's, he's one of those guys that just is always doing something interesting. Like no matter what phase it was in his life, he was always doing something interesting and fun. And, and if you were hanging out with Sam, you were making memories for sure. Well, thank you guys. It's been yeah, fun. It's fun. Been, you know, John, you, you talk, you really brought me it was really nostalgic thinking about West Laramie and the, and the four wheeler and all those things. It was a lot of fun. So thanks. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks everybody. Love didn't you didn't Sam add like three hours to this? Cause he thought it was going to take this much time. Like <laughs> we're just going to fill that. Honestly, like, I'll, honestly, I'm surprised we've gone as long as we have. So <laughs> yeah. All right. Guys. Well, thank you. Love you guys. And we'll, we'll talk to you later. Love you guys. Love you. Love you all.